welcome to Real Politics, where your Virginia Realtors government relations team discusses issues that impact your business. Down from Capitol Square and straight to you. We're coming to you today from the James Center Studios overlooking the state capitol. I'm John Haley, staff counsel with Virginia Realtors, and you may have heard me on our other podcast, Caveat Realtor. Today I'm here with the government relations team to talk about some new laws that have gone into effect starting in January of this year. On the legal side, we're familiar with laws that are put into place in the code, but today we're going to talk about how those laws get to that place. And to do so, we're going to talk with Martin Johnson, who's Senior Vice President of Government Relations, and Aaron Barton, who's Deputy Legislative Counsel. Hey, guys. Hey, John. How are you? John, how are you? I'm Welcome. doing well. Thank you. The purpose of this is we're going to try to, to give the members a little bit of an insight into the new laws that have come into effect on January 1st of this year specifically those laws that talk about teams. Now, Aaron, I know that there's been a long process to get to this point, and we're gonna ask you to kind of distill that down into not quite a year of discussion, but maybe just a couple minutes, you know? So if you can talk to us a little bit about how these new laws came into effect and kind of what Virginia Realtors team has done behind the scenes to get them in place. Sure, John. Well, we all noticed that there was an increase in the use of real estate teams in the Commonwealth, and the members came together in a presidential advisory group and really evaluated what potential issues real estate teams could be facing or the real estate industry as a whole could be facing. And they looked at them sort of in three categories. So they looked at them in what would already be covered in the laws that were currently on the books what could be addressed with increased education or targeted education on certain issues, and then what issues, if any, would need some sort of legislative fix. And we had members from all over the state, all different levels of experience, team leaders, brokers, uh, salespeople, and they worked for a good year working through all of these issues to see you know, what the next steps they wanted to take. Right. That's a, a long process to get to this point. It was a long process. Now, Martin, typically we have you know new laws that are passed in the General Assembly in the spring. They go right. into effect on July 1. These laws were passed last spring and went into effect on January 1. Can you talk a little bit about why there's that delay? Right, sure. And, and to add on to what, what Aaron was talking about, and I think it's important to note that we'll talk about the delayed enactment. These items that the Presidential Advisory Group looked at came largely from local associations. So we had probably 15 or 20, I guess, that came from, I kind of refer to this as the grassroots section of, of our legislative agenda. And so the group was tasked with looking at each one of those individual issues that came from a local association. We also, I might add, looked at what other states have done to deal with teams. Teams are here to stay, right? The growth in teams has been huge over the past four to five years, uh, and they're not going anywhere. And so the group, while looking at specific initiatives uh, that local associations have requested us to look at, we also looked at what other states had done, putting up, either changing their statutes or their regulations to address teams. Specifically to your question as to why we put the delayed enactment clause on was to make sure that everybody understood the environment that we're now in as of the first of the year. We want to make sure that our members understand what the new law says and how to react to the new law. And we also want to make sure that DPOR, the agency that oversees real estate licensees, had the time to put an apparatus in place that complies with the new law. That makes sense. 
So Martin, we were talking earlier and we talked about three different categories or aspects of teams legislation that were right. covered with this. Can you talk right. a little bit about those three? Sure. So the way that the advisory group looked at it were from three perspectives. We took each one of the items that were given to us and we looked at it to see if one, it was already covered under the law, if it was already covered under the regulations or if it needed to have a statute change. So those were the kind of the three test areas for each one of the issues that we looked at. Yeah. And to that point, I think it's important to note as the legal team, we get lots of questions on the legal hotline from members right. who are seem to be getting increasingly panicked about January 1st, new laws, all this stuff. But there's really not that much of a dramatic change in the law as of January 1st. Is that right? Yeah, that is. The reality is a lot of the issues that were identified as it relates to teams, everything from advertising to disclosure to even separate places of business were already covered under the statutes. Virginia has a lengthy list of responsibilities for brokers and agents. And so many of the items that were identified as things that needed to be changed when we looked back at either the statute or the regulations, we found that it's already pretty clear. And then what we needed to do was to have an education process with brokers and agents to make sure that they're legally doing business that complies with the statute. Aaron, you had a story from a local association covers that. You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. And I think we've been getting a lot of these questions on the legal hotline as well. We had a call from a local association where the members were confused about the process of filing a fictitious name certificate, which is one step in the process of forming and registering a legal business entity. And there was some confusion about what constituted a fictitious name under the SCC rules and on the website. And my question to them was they formed a legal business entity in the name, let's say, the John Smith team. And they were actually functioning as the John Smith team and all of their advertising. That was their license name. Then they did not need to take the additional step to file a fictitious name certificate with the SEC and with the circuit courts. And I think that is one area of confusion with the process of forming a business entity. All right. Yeah, that's, that's very important to note. If the business entity name is the name that you're using in practice, you don't need to go through that extra step. It's only if you're business entity is the ABC team, but you want to do business as the DEF team, that would be when you'd have to get that fictitious name certificate filed in the courts, right? Correct. I think we see that with teams that formed a business entity a long time ago and perhaps are now using that entity to go ahead and get their business entity salesperson license, but are, as John mentioned, doing business as a different name. And that's when you have that extra step of having to file a fictitious name certificate in the circuit courts. All right, that makes sense. And I, I agree that's important for our members to know. So we've already talked about how we as Virginia Realtor staff helped collect these ideas from local associations and then get them into law. We also want to make sure that people know that we have lots of resources available if you have any additional questions about that. We've already talked about the legal hotline. It's open to all of our members now. We can go ahead and if you have a question about that, you submit it through the hotline. We'll get back to you under four business hours. Like I said, we've seen a lot of those questions already, so that's important to know that that's an option that's out there. We also have a couple of resources available on our website. We have one that talks specifically about these new laws that have gone into effect on January 1. And we also have a section that provides FAQs specifically on teams, because we get lots of questions about teams in general. So we thought it was a good idea to have a separate place on the website that provides answers to the most common questions we get. 
Erin, Martin, anything else you want to add? Tell the people about this new legislation that we have? I think, again, just to clarify and sort of piggyback on what Martin was saying is when the members in the presidential advisory group really looked at all of these initiatives that the local associations were suggesting, they did find that most of this stuff was covered in the law. So in fact, although we've been doing a lot of education, a lot of speaking about teams, trying to make sure everyone's compliant by January 1st, the laws were already in effect. They were scattered throughout the code. The steps that we took and that the advisory group took was to sort of clarify, bring all of those issues to one section of the code so that people would know where to go look to look at the business entity salesperson license. Really, the only change that was made to the law was defining a team so people would know whether the law applied to them or not. All right. Makes sense. That's all for today. If you enjoyed this podcast, or even if you didn't enjoy this podcast, be sure to subscribe to it, available through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Thanks for joining us for Real Politics. Down from Capitol Square, straight to you.